welcome to the next conversations with Brent. You know, I love the people I hang out with. I have an up and coming to some of you all, filmmaker, Mr. Branson Wright. What up, B? Hey, man. Glad you had time to have me on because I know you're real busy and got a lot of celebs lined up. So uh, I'm, I'm glad. Glad you had time for the little people. Hey, it wouldn't be a show if I ain't have you on, bro. <laughs> so a couple of things you all need to know about Branson. He is a Raider fan, so that takes him to the top of the heap above anybody. Now, Branson, you did something unique last year. What what did you do with our beloved team last year? What I did with the, our beloved Raiders? Yeah. The fact that I put them on probation because I wasn't happy with the way yes, things were going. Is that, the, is that what you're talking about? Oh, yes. Oh, man, I, I was just so upset with um, – well, first of all, let's, let's go back further. I, I was not happy that they moved out of Oakland. I, I was – really upset with that because it's it, it the the city just identified so much with the team and i know they played in la years ago and in the 90s and and that that was fine at least they were still in california uh but but i was even happier when they moved back to oakland because it yes. it just it just represented the city so much with with that team uh, the way the community is and in the history of Oakland, uh, the black power movement uh, was right there in Oakland and, and it's a working class community. And, yes. and when I had visited there the first time uh, years ago, when I was covering the NBA, I was just so surprised how it was, it just had some grit to it. It reminded <laughs> me of the, of the East a lot and yes. which made me love it even more. And the fact that they moved to Vegas and, I understand it, it's it's about money. It's a business and businesses move all the time, but it, it still upset me. And, right. and the hiring they, they made and uh, from the front office to the coaching staff, you know, so I put them on probation for, for a few years. And, and what happened, I, I didn't watch them for a couple right. years. And then the, they were playing the Browns and because I live in Cleveland, I, I watched the Browns games and I was watching the Raiders against the Browns. And then just, it can't came out of me. I'm like, Ooh, ah, yeah, go get it. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, as much as I was upset with them, it, it was, they're still in my heart and we're still in my heart. So, so right. I'm, I'm back. They're all probation. Um, I'm not happy with the way some things have gone this year, but you know, they're, they're our team. They're our Raiders. So we That's stick it. with them no matter what. And and while we're on the subject of Raiders, before we switch gears, I know you were one of the main voices champion Cliff Branch to get into the Hall of Fame. And this is the second time they waited till a Raider died and put him in the Hall of Fame. Ken Stabler, now Cliff Branch. Man, it's such a travesty that they do that. But you had a, a little relationship with Cliff Branch, right? Yeah, I met Cliff when I was um, uh, when I was covering the NFL and uh, the Browns played out in Oakland. I, I love to say that Oakland. <laughs> uh, they, they were playing out in Oakland and I went out a few days early and, and you know, Brent, neither one of us are, are have pockets full of money. And I said, you know, I wanted to buy some Raider gear. So uh, let me go to Walmart 
and, and find out what they have. So I went to Walmart, bought some Raider gear, and then next door, or maybe about less than 100 yards away, was a Raider store. And I said, well, I can't afford a lot of stuff that they have for sale in there, but let me just go look. Right. So I went over there, and lo and behold, Cliff Branch and Raymond Chester had an autograph signing. Oh, wow. And I, I took pictures. I, I told Branch how I felt he needed to be in the Hall of Fame and just some of my good memories. And, and one thing he told me I, I'll never forget when I asked him about how did he feel about not being in the Hall of Fame at the time. And he said, as long as I'm in God's Hall of Fame, that's all that matters. Wow. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, enough said. <laughs> it's like, okay. So, so then when he passed, and that really made me remember that when, when he passed away, and I just kept pushing, you know, talking to a lot of the voters um, here in Cleveland, uh, Tony Grossi, who covered the Browns for over 30 right. or 40 years. And I would always talk to Grossi, oh, you got to vote for Branch, you know, and here's his numbers and Branch needs to be in there. And and when Branch finally did get in and I went to the Hall of Fame ceremony, it, it, it was great. It was uh, I was so happy for his family that oh, the exactly. fact that he was in his rightful place and talked to George Atkinson and he was there and he was real happy about it. So it, it, it's always good to see, you know, one, one of the Raiders going to Hall of Fame. And for me, especially somebody that I thought well deserved to be in there um, for all these years. Oh, definitely. And so your background is journalism because um, you've written a book, you've written many articles, but here in the last couple of years, you ventured into films. How was that transition? Oh, wow. Let me tell you, um, you know, as a, I always start when I tell people this story as a writer, uh, you, you try to write what you want to read. Uh, you try to tell tell compelling stories. Okay. And I was told about Dwight Anderson. Um, this is about, I mean, I knew about Dwight growing up in Cincinnati. Um, for, for the listeners or viewers that don't know, uh, Dwight Anderson was the number one high school player in the nation um, in the class of 78 amongst um, Hall of Famers like Isaiah Thomas and Dominique Wilkins and Mark Aguirre. And and I was initially going to write a story about Dwight, but whenever someone talked about Dwight, they were real descriptive on, mm. on his play. And at the time, as a writer, I, I didn't know anything about film, how to do it, how to shoot, how to edit, how to produce, how to direct. I, I knew none of this, but I right. said, let, let me give it a give it a try because I think this guy deserves it. So uh, to make a long story short, um, when I was able to recruit people that knew how to do this. And and then the bug hit me as far as going into that uh, field as, as a filmmaker. And and soon as that film was over, around, right around the time I was working on this film in 2009, I, I contacted Cheryl Miller and said to Cheryl, I said, hey, I don't know how this is gonna get done, but I'd really like to try to do a documentary on the USC women's team. Right. Now, granted, which still surprises me, USC has one of the best film schools in the world. 
And the fact that no one had ever did a documentary on that team uh, blew me away then. It still blows me away now. And, and that's the women of Troy you did, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. And, and just being thankful that Cheryl uh, believed in me, believed in a guy that didn't know anything about the film business at the time, but she had faith in me doing this. And 10 years after getting her permission, uh, HBO picked it up and uh, we were able to uh, show that film. So, so, so I guess to answer your question, Brent, it's, um, it's just an extension of being a writer. Um, right. Storyteller is a storyteller, whether it's on paper or I wish I could draw. If I could draw, <laughs> I would say I could put it on a canvas, but it's basically storytelling is, is in, in, in music any way you want to tell tell a story, uh, there's different ways and as far as art where you can do it. And fortunately for me uh, as a writer and currently now as a filmmaker. And so when we talk about, you mentioned just a second ago about being from Cincinnati and you love telling stories. Uh, you just did a project that came out last, was it over the summer or towards the fall? Yeah, it was over the summer. Over the summer. Uh chronologically, I can't even talk now, telling the story of Princeton versus Moeller. And for those that from the Cincinnati area, they know it. But what made you want to tell the story of Princeton versus Moeller? Well, as, as a writer or a creative, you you always want to tell a story for about your hometown. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm proud of where, I, where I'm from, right. um, being from Cincinnati and and growing up there. You you lived most of the stories. We we grew up silver to Kennedy Heights. We had friends that that went to Moeller, and and when I went to college, I had friends that went to Princeton. Uh, so I knew the story and knew the rivalry. And when you you know I live in Cleveland, and when I tell people about high school football, I'm like, hey, you know, we had Moeller, we had Princeton, they had this great rivalry, two of the better teams in the state, two of the better right. teams in the country, and and they would play each other. So. So when I got in position uh, to, uh, to to do the film, I just couldn't wait to do it. Um, not only to share it with uh, my community of Cincinnati and people right. I grew up with, uh, but for everyone else that, that didn't know about it, didn't know about how great these two teams were. But, but it, you know, in the film, you know, we go beyond just the game. We talk about the relationships that developed out of that. And, uh, and that, that was important important for me. Uh, just to go beyond the the football on the field. Right. So as we get ready to wrap up, just maybe one or two more questions. What would be your ideal movie to make? What would it be about? Wow. Wow. So, so many. Um, there's, um, there's stories I want to do about Cincinnati's boxing history. Uh, going all the way back to Ezra Charles, to Aaron Pryor, uh, whether whether it's a film or a scripted film or a documentary, uh, would definitely love to do that. Uh, would would love to do something on on Cape. Uh, people forget about Cape and how yeah. not only dominant they were in football, uh, but they were um, they were ranked high in academics which a lot of people are, are not aware of. Uh, we definitely want to do something on Cape. Uh, Lincoln Heights, 
the history of Lincoln Heights and and Lincoln Heights High School and the sports that they had there. Um, I mean, just 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 so many, so so many stories. And and if you notice, a lot of the stories I'm talking about are home. Yeah. Uh, a lot of things I would like to do of Cincinnati because it's it's so rich uh, with with stories. Uh, from, you know, and that's just another story I've always wanted to do was the history of the public high school league, which which when it started, it went as far north as Middletown oh, wow. and went as far south as northern Kentucky. So so the, the public schools, uh, the the league is it's one of the oldest in, in the country. And I believe it was in my research. Correct me. I think it was 1920. Uh, Hughes won the city championship because the team from Northern Kentucky forfeit. They didn't want to play them because Hughes had a black player. They would rather forfeit <laughs> the, the city championship than play because of a black player. So um, as you know, I, I love history. And, right. and when it comes to telling history, uh, especially in Cincinnati, um, it's something I would, I would love to do. Yeah. And shout out to Wendy Ellis from Cincinnati, who did uh, America's Truth Cincinnati. It it touches a little bit on Lincoln Heights and Ken Seal, but to be able to have somebody dig deeper into the Lincoln Heights and some of the other things, I think that would be amazing. So let me ask you this, man. I know it's not easy making films. It's not cheap. What can people do if somebody says, man, I want to help him write one of these stories or produce one of these stories? What can they do to help you? Well, they can first contact me uh, and I'm I'm easy to find. <laughs> BransonWright at gmail.com. Real easy. B-R-A-N-S-O-N-W-R-I-G-H-T. BransonWright at gmail.com. Any ideas, um, Any anybody would like to work, uh, we could work together. Uh, on something and 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 with filmmakers or any artists it's it's a lot of it it's about raising raising funds uh getting right. the funds to to do things and um but more importantly it's it's coming up with the with those stories and what i found if you come up with a good story and sometimes it takes a while um women of troy took 10 years to get done uh because of uh certain networks you know, getting a network to accept it. Right. Um, the uh, Princeton Moeller uh, took quite a few years because of uh, trying to raise money for it. Uh, but uh, eventually we got it done. So um, so I've just found that it would be great to, you know, to wave a magic wand and, and have, have a, the budget to do any and every film that I want to do. But, right. uh, but it comes down to you have the idea. And uh, somebody will like it, and uh, and if just need one person to like it, and then uh, they can help back it, and and then we can get things done. Well, let's do this. Hey, Father God, we thank you, Lord, that somebody will see this episode. Somebody will reach out to Branson, Father God, and want to fund one of his projects. Lord, you gave him a gift, and you said our gifts and talents make room for us and take us before great men. So, Father, we thank you that somebody you will place on their heart to fund one of his next ventures, to want to partner with him and enable him to be able to tell the stories that you put in his heart to tell. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, bro, as always, a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, we'll put your links to your websites in the description. 
Uh, we'll make sure we put a link to the blur and the women of Troy because we need to support each other. It's, it's good to say, hey, great job, but it's even better to support with financial donations or even connecting you with people to help you tell your story. So I'm believing that out of this, somebody's going to reach out and help you to tell one of your next stories because it needs to be told. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thank, thanks for having me on. Have me on anytime. And, uh, you know, when we're done with this, you and I'll keep talking. If people don't know that, we talk a lot. So. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and one thing that we're going to have to say a prayer to about is our Raiders. I ain't, I ain't too petty to take my Raiders to God. So, you oh. know, we got we got to do something with them. But Branson, man, it's been a pleasure, bro. Always good talking to you. Always enlightening. And keep doing what you're doing, man. It's, it's definitely necessary. And people need to hear the stories that you're going to tell. Appreciate it, man. Thanks always. Yes, sir. So be blessed, bro. All right, brother. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right.